The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. And our goal in this show every week is to assist you, to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And our goal every week is to just bring you just exceptional ideas, uh, tactics, strategies, just thought-provoking things that will assist you in being all that you want to be, all that you're capable of being. Our title today is Play to Win refuse to lose. And as, as I mentioned in, in other shows, it's easy to start the year strong because, okay, you got last year behind you. Whether you did well or you did poorly, it's over. And then we, we're excited about starting the new year, and then somewhere in the year, things, life just starts happening or, or, or issues start happening uh, in our job, in sales, or being a business owner. And sometimes you wonder, okay, why did I choose this profession? Okay, why did I decide to start a business? Well, our goal in this particular show is just to encourage you, just to lift you up and to give you that boost again so you can continue strong and finish strong. You know, we talked about a few shows ago uh, the three attributes to being successful consistently in selling. And uh, one was selling skills, and we talked about what selling skills uh, contained. And then we talked about product knowledge. You have to know your products and your service as well and be able to convey the message properly to your audience. Uh, And we also talked about attitude, and we identified that selling skills was probably, if you looked at all three components as a pie, selling skills equated to about 20% of that pie. We identified that product knowledge uh, equated to about 15% of that pie. And the biggest piece of the pie that contributed to whether or not people were successful consistently or unsuccessful consistently was attitude. That's the primary reason people basically succeed or fail. So that's why I want to invest more time in making sure you have the right mindset that's going to assist you in being all that you can possibly be. All right. So we're going to talk about several key components to be successful consistently. Again, how to play to win and to refuse to lose. And one of the things that we have to do and be willing to do is accept change because change is coming whether we want to or not. It's just it's just a fact of life. That's the one constant in life. And what I like for you to do is imagine for a moment that you are on a really big ball. Okay, you're standing, you're trying to keep your balance on that ball. 
all right, and the ball is moving around, the ball is rolling. So in order for you to keep from falling, you have to roll and move with the ball. Well, that ball represents change, and that change is always constant, okay? So guess what? At any time you decide that you're going to not move your feet as the ball is moving, we all know what's going to happen next. You're going to fall flat on your face. And that I've seen that happen to everyone that makes the decision that they're going to resist change, that they're not going to go with the flow. And change is just going to always happen. If you look at history, we know, and we don't have to go back too far. I mean, I think at one time, the only way we could see a movie was going to a movie theater. All right. Then we have Blockbuster where we could just go rent the movie and come back home. And now we have Netflix, where we don't even have to leave home. We just, we just basically uh, go to that particular station, and bam, we have the movies there. We also have Redbox now, which kind of helped put Blockbuster out of business. And if Blockbuster did not see it coming, they probably should have. But once they tried to compete, it was just too late. I remember the time when we had encyclopedias. Everyone had a big book of encyclopedias and, I mean, several volumes from A to Z. And now we have Wikipedia. I mean, it's just we can find any information we need in a moment's notice, whether we're at home or whether we're in our vehicle. We can use our smartphones. And I remember the first phone, it was a bag phone. Some of you can remember what I'm talking about. Now we have something that... Uh, can can I have my son-in-law? He has a watch phone. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, the record store. One time, we only could get things by going to the record store. Now we have iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. So we have to understand that change is coming, and the most successful people are the ones who not only adapt to the change, but we have to learn to embrace the change. So if we're going to be successful consistently, social media is just a part of it. And I have people who still try to resist social media. I just don't like Facebook. I don't like Twitter. I refuse to get on LinkedIn. Okay, then be prepared to get left behind. All right. So in order to be successful, we have to have a mindset where we're going to embrace new technology, new ideas, new paradigms that's going to help us to continue to accomplish the things that we've set out to accomplish. The other thing we're going to have to do is accept that we're going to have to harness fear. And you've heard me talk about fear on several occasions, but believe it or not, that's one of the greatest uh, hindrances for most people in moving forward. And I have seen in the past six months or so people that I've been coaching who've had brilliant ideas but they've had things going on where they just were not willing to step out and, and take a chance. And basically through encouragement, and I didn't do the work for them. They had the idea. It wasn't my idea. It was theirs. But based on encouragement and maybe giving them some tips or whatnot, I've seen several organizations, for-profit and non-profit alike, that have just catapulted. And what I've noticed is this. I, my goal is to give you ideas and, and to teach you techniques. And if you listen to the shows, you know I know a lot of different tactics and techniques to help you help other people to make a difference. And then the dollars come. 
But I think one of the biggest things I've seen that has helped people uh, in my career be successful, not only do am I able to give you the tips and the tactics and the techniques, but I have been gifted to help people to believe that they can do things they never thought they could. And once they get out there and actually try it, they realize it didn't hurt. It wasn't that painful. Even if they made a mistake, the mistake didn't kill them. So that's the goal. We have to be willing to harness fear because fear was actually an instinct that was put into us. Okay, but it was actually put into us to create action, not paralysis. Uh, You prepare for the threat. You run from the threat, but you just don't get paralyzed in one place. Because if you do, then you're going to be in tremendous trouble. So I I talked about a book that I read, uh, and I really I try to read this book at least once a year, and it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And in this this particular book, uh, Napoleon Hill has an interview with the devil. Okay, this and the, the devil basically has to tell him the truth on how he plans on destroying mankind. And the first thing he does is distract us, okay? And one of the things he said was his biggest weapon is fear. And he said if he can get someone, and and the biggest one was fear of failure. He identified that if he could get someone to fail three times, two or three times, the pain of failing was just so much for them They would rather not even try again. They would rather just get comfortable with poverty. And once he could get that mindset in them, he owned them for the rest of their life. And if you take a look at anyone who has been extremely successful, I mean, at any time in history, one one of the things that they did was they made mistakes. They failed at something, but they also learned from the failure on a better way to accomplish the task that they were they were pursuing. So just be mindful that fear is your enemy unless you use it as fuel. Use that that fear as a fuel to give you thrust. When you think about if you've ever seen a shuttle launch, okay, uh, it has to break gravity. Things are not supposed to go up. Everything that goes up must come down. That's the law of gravity. But if you get enough thrust, enough energy to push you up to get you through gravity, once you break the plane of gravity, at that point, your journey becomes a whole lot easier. And it's like that with anything you're looking to accomplish in the natural, in business, in sales, it's always going to be tougher starting out. When you're a brand new salesperson, you don't have any customers, you have to get out there and you're going to have to put forth more thrust. When you start a brand new business, it's just a fact of life. You're going to have to put forth more thrust initially in order to get where you want to go. And it's, it's, it's a challenge, but you have to remember why you're doing it, and we're going to talk about this when we come back from the break. You have to have that thing called a vision, but I want to talk about the thrust and the energy that's necessary to keep something sustained until it actually gets momentum, and then it can sustain itself. 
the perfect example, the thing that I can think of, if we, if you've ever seen one of the old Western movies, you'll see how they need some water. So they go to this little well, right? And it has the little crank. It has the pump. Well, one of the things I, I've noticed about anything, whether it's starting a fire, uh, you, if you want heat, you first have to put some wood in there, okay? And you have to get the fire started. You can't say, okay, fireplace, give me some heat, then I'll give you some wood. It always requires energy on our part first. And it's the same even with the well. They say you have to prime the pump. You have to put a little water in there in order to get water out. You have to put effort in it. So I, there are three types of individuals I've seen when it comes to that initial thrust or amount of effort that, that's required to be successful. I'll see some people that'll go up to the well. They may have gone to one of my classes or whatnot, and they're pumping that crank really hard. They're pumping it. They say, Ty said, if, man, if I just pump hard, if I'm consistent and persistent, I'll make this thing happen. I can be successful. I can write my own ticket. So they're pumping hard. They're cranking hard. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. And they don't see any water coming out after a little bit of time. And all of a sudden, what happens is they get discouraged. And then they walk away from the well and they stop pumping. The key is this. We don't know how close they were to water coming out when they stopped pumping. So as a result, when they stopped thrusting, when they stopped pumping, when they stopped priming, the water, it could have been right to the top. It goes all the way back down to the bottom. Then we have the next individual that comes up to that crank, and they're excited also. I mean, they have their vision in tow, and they know they're going to make things happen. So they're cranking that thing, and they're pumping it. And I want you to imagine my arm going up and down right now. I am pumping hard, and I have faith. I have belief that we're going to make this thing happen. We're going to be successful in this venture. We're going to be successful in this new territory in sales. We are going to be at the top. And this person is relentless, so guess what? Because they stick with it, the water starts coming out. And what happens as a rule with many of us is we get our glass now or our pitcher, and once the water starts coming out, it does, you don't have to pump as hard. So they fill that pitcher, and then they stop pumping, and then they just enjoy the water. Oh, it's just some really cold, really good, sweet water. And they finish that water. Oh, but guess what? They stop pumping. So now they start pumping again, and I see that cycle in their life. They pump hard, get water, relax, and enjoy the water. Oh, pump hard again. And I, I want you to do better than that. What I want you to do is the last person. I want you to pump hard until the water starts flowing. And then once the water starts flowing, you don't have to pump as hard you just have to pump consistently. So what you do is you pump and you just pump and you have your picture in there. All right. You fill it and you keep pumping while you drink the water. And then when you, it's empty, put it under because you kept pumping. And what you'll find is if you do that, that's our mindset for business. That's our mindset for life. There's never a point where you can stop pumping. You just don't have to ask hard. But initially, it takes energy. It takes tremendous effort to get anything going and off the ground. And get your mind right for that. All right, so it's time for us to take our first break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we will talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. 
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you've ever wanted to know the inner workings of how auctions work, you'll want to tune in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Auctions establish markets and commerce that affect everyone in our country. Whether it's land, real estate, livestock, automobiles, collectibles, or household goods, people are turning auction items into cash in nearly every business market in the world. You can find out more about this unique and engaging industry every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And our topic today is Play to Win refuse to lose, and we're talking about just some key components of what it takes to be successful consistently. So my goal today is to pump you up, all right? So we're just talking about the effort that's necessary, especially when you're starting something, and sometimes even when we've, uh, we've, gotten, we've gone awry or we've gotten off track, sometimes it takes the same effort to get back on track, but just know with sustained effort, Success is going to come. One of the things that we need in order to help us sustain as we're starting something or we're rejuvenating something, we got to have a vision for it, okay? And I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about you got to dream. You got to have a dream. And then other people talk about you got to have a vision. And some people say, well, what's the difference? And sometimes it's semantics. Uh, in reality, they say in order to have a dream, you got to be asleep, <laughs> all right? Okay, so a dream, you're, you're asleep. A vision is something you have your eyes open and you can see it clearly. You can see it even with your mind's eye. So we, we, we want to have a vision, and that vision is going to sustain you when things get tough. And I don't care what industry you're in, what, what business you're in, what territory you're in in sales. There's going to come a tough time, as we've talked before. A storm is coming. It's just a matter of time. Uh, what type of storm, I don't know. Uh, when, how long it's going to last, I don't know. But there is a storm always coming. 
So let's talk about some of the aspects of a vision. Because if you're going to be a leader in your industry, in your company, effective leaders are able to envision clearly what they want to accomplish and where they want to go. And then an effective leader must also be able to communicate that vision to others. You have to reproduce it in a picture and make it so clear that other people see it and they want to act on it. Whether it's your teammate, if you're, if you're in sales and you have a designer, you have a project manager, you have a sales uh, assistant, whoever is around you, you have to get them to, in, to embrace your vision. If you're the owner or the sales manager or the VP of sales, you have to get your salespeople to embrace the vision the company has. All right? So I want to I share some things about uh, and, and not only embrace it, but you've got to get them to want to act on it couple of things I want to share about visions. First of all, a vision has to start from within. You can't beg, borrow, or steal someone else's vision. You have to look deep into yourself and ask yourself, why am I so passionate about this? What am I passionate about? And then you have to be able to convey that to those people around you, even to your customers. People use my services you know, and I, I've had people ask me, and I wasn't saying this trying to be arrogant, but I am passionate about helping people get better in sales. I had a guy from a really big company ask me, say, you know, hey, that's, there are hundreds of sales training companies and sales training programs. What's so unique about yours? I say, well, with, with the others, they don't get me. And I explained to him, because I am so passionate, I said, yes, I can teach the material, but I said I also have the gift to get people to believe they can do it. I can make this material come alive, and people will embrace it. And based on me saying that to that person, uh, they did business with me. So what is your vision, and can you communicate it enough so other people can see it clearly and want to act on it? Now, I was talking to a, a gentleman recently, and I was telling him that he really needed to come up with a clear vision. And he said to me, he said, okay, well, I'm going to get together with my team, and we'll come up with a vision. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You're the leader. You have to come up with the vision. If a, You can't get a vision by committee. If you do, it's going to be a three-headed monster, and it's going to be really, really ugly. So normally, the vision comes from one individual. Also, your vision should meet the needs of others. If your vision is not meeting the needs of others, then what that tells me is it's too small. All right? And also, your vision as a rule may draw on your history. As a matter of fact, if you talk to any great leader, you'll find key events in their past that were instrumental in the development of their vision. One of the perfect examples uh, I remember you know, that happened several years ago. That was a football player uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Every year he would give away, I think it was three to five homes to single parent mothers. And they asked him why he did that because he said, well, I saw my mother struggle as a single parent trying to raise, I think he, he had two brothers and sisters trying to raise us. And as a matter of fact, she lost her life as a security guard trying to provide for her, her family. So he said, it's my vision 
to help single parent mothers have a home for them and their children. So his vision drew on his past and what he saw his mother attempting to accomplish, even to the point where she lost her life trying to provide for them. All right. So now what I want you to do also is you have to measure yourself. If you've thought about your vision previously, I want you to ask people around you what they think your vision is. If they can accurately articulate it, then you are living your vision. If they say, man, I don't have a clue what your vision is, uh, that means you're not. You're not living it out. And if you if you talk to anyone around me, they, they'll tell you, my goal is to encourage people. My goal is to help people be more than they thought they can be. So your vision, measure yourself and ask people and, and, and be willing to accept good feedback. Also, you need to write your vision down. If you have it in your head, that's not good enough. It's something about putting pen to paper or typing it down where you can have, where you can look at it, where you can view it, where it can be in, in sight. It makes all the difference in the world. Now, there, there was a speaker I heard one day talking about a vision, and I like what he had to say. So if, if you grab a, grab a pad and a pen, because you're definitely going to want to write this down. But he has several key points about having a vision so you can play to win and refuse to lose. He said, but a vision must be deep enough to be rooted in history. And we talked about that earlier. It's going to draw on your past in many cases. He also identified that a vision must be defined enough to reproduce itself in a picture. When you talk about your vision to others they should see your eyes light up. They should see your your voice inflection, your voice intonation improving and, and be enhanced as a result of your passion for it. Okay. Uh, the third thing was a vision must be durable enough to resist discouragement. If you're going to accomplish anything great, there are going to be obstacles. That's just the way it is. I don't know why it has to be that way. But one of the things that the obstacles do is it builds a certain type of strength in you. It builds a certain type of stamina. Okay, so your vision must be durable enough to resist discouragement because it's coming. It's coming. Also, a vision must be detailed enough to require action. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But a vision must be detailed enough to require action. Nothing is going to happen unless you act. Perfect example was the well that we talked about from the Western days. If you just sit there and look at that crank, that handle, you're not going to get water. You have to take a hold of the handle and start pumping it up and down. It requires action. And I I love number five because this is where most people, this is where the rubber meets the road. A vision must be demanding enough to require sacrifice. In order to attain a vision, you're going to have to give up something, whether it's time, money. You're going to have to enhance your talents. But if you have a vision that doesn't cost you something, it's not a vision. Okay, it's a hope. It's a wish, 
It's a pipe dream. Your vision is going to cost you something. I remember when I started my company 19 years ago, I came to my my family and I told them that I felt like I was being led to start this, this company. And I told them right up front. I said, initially, I said, don't ask me now. I said, I want you to think on it. I want you to pray about it. But for the first year or two, I'm not going to be home. I'm going to be gone a lot. But if you can support me on this, this is the type of lifestyle we will be able to have as a result down the road. And I said, think about it. And they came back and they said to me, uh, my kids say, Dad, go for it. My wife said, okay, honey, go for it. We're behind you. And the first 18 months were extremely tough because I was never home. I was in a hotel room every night in a different city, and it got discouraging sometimes. But then I reminded myself as to why I was doing it. I reminded myself I was doing this. I was away from my family right now as hard as it was. Because I wanted to be able to provide a better life. I wanted to be able to have college paid for for my kids. I wanted to be able to uh, help them start a business. I wanted these things. I wanted to have a legacy for my grandkids. So that vision kept me encouraged when things got difficult. All right? And the other thing that we want to talk about is a vision must be dynamic enough to recruit others. You have to have a vision. It has to be so clear that as you're building your company, as you're building your sales team, you need to be able to tell them and let them see why you're so excited about it. I had a, a gentleman call me one time, uh, and he was having problems uh, hiring people. And uh, I said, let me hear what you're saying to the potential candidates. Uh, and he said, well, you know, I told him that's a really, you know, it's a pretty good um, position and you know pretty good industry and it's you know you can make decent money at it and uh i you know i think you should give it a shot you know see how i say you know what if i was listening to you i mean you should quit <laughs> if this is how you feel about it you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing the job so i said so how do you really feel and then he told me why he got started and then i heard his voice change i said this is what you need to talk to the people about and this is what they'll be able to embrace. And after a couple of weeks, he told me that he was starting to get more people interested in the position. So you have to be able, your vision must be dynamic enough to recruit others. Okay, it's time for us to take another break. This is the fastest hour of the week. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When money and tech come together, it can make for a harmonious or detrimental relationship. On Media and Your Money, host Jason Steele will show you how streaming media can work for you to help you accomplish your financial goals, both short-term and long-term. Do you have a plan for investment opportunities? How is college planning going for your kids? Is your retirement strategy working for you? Listen for Media and Your Money, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about today, play to win, refuse to lose, and we're talking about some of the things that's necessary, the mindset that's necessary to win consistently, and even if you get down, how to get back up, all right? We're talking about the effort that it takes. It talks, we were talking about the thrust. We are talking about having a vision versus just having a dream. Okay, a vision is something that you have, to, you have to be able to see with your mind's eye and you have to be able to communicate it to others to get them to want to embrace it. And one of the things we talked about earlier, when your vision, a vision must be detailed enough to require action. And that's what I see consistently with the people who are successful. They are taking action with the risk of falling flat on their face. All right. Also, I found that the, the, the people who succeed consistently, they see problems as opportunities and actually seek them out. They don't wait until everything is perfect because nothing will ever be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. When it's, it comes to stepping out, there's no perfect time to start a business. There's no perfect time to go back for your degree. There's no perfect time to have a child. There is no perfect time. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite quotes is by General Patton. And what he said was, a decent plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan carried out next week. I want you to write that down. Put it someplace where you can see it, but for those of, especially for those of us who like to procrastinate. We're waiting for things to be perfect. I repeat it. A decent plan, violently executed today, is far better than a perfect plan carried out next week. Basically, what the general was saying probably to his troops at the time, was he's like, listen, listen, we don't have all the information we need. Our plan has holes in it. As a matter of fact, our plan is downright ugly. But we are far better off moving forward with what we have today, the resources we have right now, versus waiting until next week when we think our plan is perfect. Because even if we wait until next week, 
The scenery will have changed, so our perfect plan still won't be perfect. So let's move forward today with what we know, with what we have. And that's my thing. Just get started. I, I, there's a young lady who's a friend of mine. She started an organization in January not really knowing where to go, not all how to start, but all she had was the vision. And the key was once she got started, things started falling into place. People started approaching her on how they could help. And it's now getting noticed by bigger organizations around the country and possibly the world that want to get involved with her, her newfound organization. And the key thing she did was she started it. And then it took on a life of its own. All right? So just get started. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Don't wait for the perfect plan. It will not happen. Another thing I found is in order to be successfully consistently, the most successful people, the most consistently successful people, they take more risk. The reason they're willing to take risk is because they know that there's a price to be paid for not taking a risk, for not moving forward. The, the greatest risk many of us can ever take is to do nothing. That's the greatest risk, okay? And that was, I think it was President Kennedy, he once said, he said, there are risk and cost associated with a program of action but they are far less than the long-range risk and cost of comfortable inaction. You're better off with the risk of acting on and doing something than you are the risk of staying where you are and being comfortable. All right? So not only do they take more risk, excuse me, may take risk, but they take more risk. And I, I, I love this quote by the founder of IBM, and we know who IBM is, he said the way to succeed is to double your failure rate. <laughs> the way to be successful is to double your failure rate. So if you're failing, try harder, try more, and then you'll succeed. And then I think it was Robert Kennedy, Senator Robert Kennedy, he summed it up by saying only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. If you want to be a great leader, you must be willing to initiate and put yourself on the line. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about taking the shot. Taking the shot. Be eight. You want, the, you want to be the person who has the ball. We're in the... Uh, the finals, we're going to enter the finals. Well, we're in the finals right now, as a matter of fact. And we have the Heat and, and the Spurs. And the the really successful, you think about it, the, the top players, they want the shot at the buzzer. They want you. They want the ball because they believe they can make it happen. And I think about that quote from Michael Jordan when he was still in the game. Michael Jordan said he missed 9,000 shots in his career. He lost over 300 games in his career. He missed 26 shots at the buzzer to win the game. So if he, if he missed 9,000 shots, he lost over 300 ga games, missed 26 shots at the buzzer, how many of us would consider Michael Jordan a failure? And I, if I could see your hands, I don't think any hands would be raised right now. So that's what, that goes back to what the founder was, double your failure rate. The man has six uh, championship rings. No one can consider him 
a failure, one of the most amazing players ever, but he was willing to take the shot. And we have to be the ones willing to volunteer. If your company is looking for something, someone to try a new program, be the first to raise your hand. Be willing to take the shot because I promise you, you will be recognized. Even if it doesn't go well, you will not be considered a failure. Management is looking for people who are willing to take the shot. And Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. All right? So effective leaders take action. They don't wait for things to happen. We make things happen. And that was the premise of this radio show. Forget patience. Let's sell something. All right? I'm not talking about you being impatient. I'm talking about you being proactive. Uh, those of you who have the, have my book, and if you don't have the book, it needs to be in your reference library. You can order it from my website, uh, or you can go to Amazon.com. But in the front of the book, it's a hardcover book. It says, have you ever noticed that lions don't wait for their meals? They go and find it. On the other hand, vultures patiently wait to get the scraps of what is left after the lions have had their fill. Yes, things do come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. So we're talking about being proactive. We're talking about making things happen. And I'm going to tell you something. Your customers, the top executives that I've been preaching about going after for the last uh, 18 months now, they appreciate that tenacity. And I, I shared a story when I, I think probably on my first or second show, I was talking about the importance of persistence. There was this one uh, president of a big insurance company that I was calling on. I called him six times. And six times he was in his office, but six times he funneled me directly to voicemail. Six times I left a voicemail. The seventh time I called, he took my call and he acted as though I was some long-lost friend. And he said, hey, Ty, how's it going? I said, Mr. Jones? He said, yeah, how you doing? I said, I'm doing great, thank you. And I said, you know, I appreciate you taking my call. I said, I, I, I know I've attempted, I think, seven times now. And I'm just curious. I always want to learn from, from opportunities. Do you mind if I ask why you took this particular call? And he was very candid with me. He said, Ty, I don't talk to anyone I think's trying to sell me something unless they call or try seven times. And I said, wow, really? I said, you mind if I ask why? He said, you can't imagine how many weak, inept, uncommitted people I keep from taking up my time unnecessarily. He said, Ty, if you aren't willing to hang in there until you get to me, what are you going to be like when there's a difficulty in our relationship? He said, Ty, I have found the people who take the best care of me are the ones who work the hardest to get to me. And that is a profound statement because in, in, in reality, when I was, if I look back in sales, and if you were to think about your career, if you're in sales or if you have a, a business, you really appreciate the clients that you worked the hardest to get. I mean, when you had to 
to to be persistent and go after them and you had to stay up all night to get that proposal done or that RFP done and then you had to go through all types of obstacles and hurdles and you finally won them as a client you covet those particular clients more than the ones where it was just a call in and you're an order taker so he was right the people who worked the hardest to get to him were the ones who took the best care of him. So we want to continue to strive. And I don't, I'm not asking you to try to set the world on fire every day, but just do something consistently every day. Build a habit. You know, what I found is I tell people, say, I say, get on the phone for 30 minutes a day to make your phone calls. But I know 30 minutes per day times five days per week. That's two and a half hours times four weeks average in a month. That's 10 hours times 12 months. That's 120 hours divided by eight, eight hours. That's 15 eight-hour days of calling from 30 minutes per day. 30 minutes per day. So a little bit done consistently will yield you tremendous returns, tremendous returns. So what we want to do now is we want to talk about Another key component to being successful consistently, but we're going to have to talk about this when we come back from the break. We are, we're going to enter into our final break, the fastest hour of the week. Our topic today is play to win, refuse to lose. We're talking about some of the key components necessary to win consistently. If you've had a tough your first part of the year, you can do what we're talking about right now to get rejuvenated, get back out there, and make the second half an amazing end to the year. All right? So time for our last break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24 7. It's in the home, it's on the go, it's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust. Changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. 
If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I have a big smile on my face right now. Uh, I'm extremely excited. <laughs> While during the break, I just got a text from my son-in-law. I have a grandson that's on his way, and uh, he may be here <laughs> very shortly. So that's excellent news. I can't wait to see this young man. So in the meantime, <laughs> let me finish this show. Um, we were talking about playing to win, refusing to lose. And the other thing that we have to do, especially if we get in a slump, you know, it's, it's easy. You, you've heard about basketball players or baseball ball players getting a batting slump or a shooting slump. It can happen to anyone. But when we, when we get into a sales slump or business is slow, we got to take action. And one of the things I recommend is getting involved in your community. Reach out. You got to reach out, and then you also have to reach back. And it's amazing when you just start giving, when you have your hand open so your community can receive from you, other people can receive from you, while your hand is open so people can take stuff out, you also see where people start putting things in your hand. If your hand and your fist is clenched, no one can take out of it and no one can put into it. So get involved in your community and network. Get involved with uh, charitable organizations. Find something that you can be passionate about. For me, because I came from a really tough environment growing up and I was an at-risk youth, uh, grew up in the projects, I have a passion. I have a heart to to talk to at-risk youth, young men who don't think they're going to be able to get out of their circumstances. And as a result of giving a, a, a speech last year to an eight or 900 people, made some amazing connections uh, that's helping my business go to another level. And I understand I did not give the speech to make the connections. I gave the speech to make a difference. As a result of me trying to make a difference in my community, opportunities availed, opportunities presented themselves. And that's what you're going to find also. We have to stop having this mindset, I got mine, you go get yours. The more you give back, watch what happens. It will come back to you in great return. And the other thing we want to talk about is this thing called human relations. Uh, None of us were made identical. Uh, You have individuals that you have to work with in your organization. You have clients that have different personalities. And we have to be able to, I guess, genuinely be concerned about the well-being and the feelings of those people around us, whether they're in our organization. If you're the manager of VP of sales, there's some. I've heard of some salespeople, some sales managers, excuse me, of VP of sales who really just plain don't care about their people. And... As a result, those are the results they get. They don't care about the company. In the first opportunity, you can bet they're going to leave, all right? And then they are ambassadors for your company. 
uh, and they can talk about your company to other people in a, in, a, in a not very positive light. So be able to accept the uniqueness of the individuals that work around you. There will never, ever be another you. And what I've seen is I've seen salespeople who are just run roughshod over the people who work around them. If they have installers or the administrative assistant, uh, they are people that have the same goal, which is to make the company successful, to help the customers. All right, treat them like they matter. And, and don't try to create mini-me's. I've seen leaders do this, where you want the, other, the people to do it the way you do it. I've seen, I've worked with in design firms where the design director, when she's counting, her, doing her particular count, she counts down. But guess what? The other designer counts going across. But she tells the designer, nope, you need to count down. If the number's going to be the same, let it go. <laughs> you know, let it go. Value the uniqueness of your, your customers. I'll never forget one time, I, I, and I ask some people sometimes, I say, what are your pet peeves about customers? And uh, I, I get all types of things they tell me. Well, you know, I, I don't like a pet. I don't like a customer that has a, the dead fish handshake. You know, with the dead fish handshake is that weak handshake. It doesn't have a whole lot of power or life in it. It just feels like it feels lifeless. Well, you know, just assume positive intent. Or I, I can't stand it when people are late. And I get that. I understand that also. But not everyone has been taught the way you've been taught. It, it, it may have been a family trait even. But to give you a perfect example on the handshake, there are some cultures, unlike Americans, where Americans believe when you shake somebody's hand, the goal is to crush every bone in that hand. There are some cultures that believe when you shake somebody's hand, you give a very gentle handshake. All right? Uh, that's not a sign of weakness. That's just the culture. All right. And I have a friend who, if I mention his name, he was a, re, uh, a former NFL coach. He led his team to the Super Bowl. One of the strongest man, men I know spiritually, physically, emotionally. He has one of the, the gentlest handshakes. And I don't think anyone would call this man a weak man. That's just who he is. So let's not make assumptions based on what we see or what we feel from someone. All right, so these are some of the things that I want to talk about. And the last thing is self-control. One of the things in order to be consistently successful, there are going to be clients that do some things, that say some things that you may not like and may not appeal to you. Uh, you have to maintain your control. You never have to apologize for a thought. So be careful what you say. Be careful what you send in an email. All right? Get, regain your composure. It's happened to me where something happened where I was upset, but I, I held my peace. I went and got a good night's sleep, and the next morning I saw things in a different light, and boy, was I glad I didn't say what I was thinking at the time or I didn't type especially what I was thinking at the time. So that concludes this show on Play to Win, Refuse to Lose, Tell Others About the Show, we're trying to grow the population, and we're not charging anything. We're giving you tremendous information to help you grow your business, to help you be successful in sales, to help you be all you can be in life. And we're just asking your assistance and your help 
in growing our audience. We want to continue to make a difference in the lives of the people listening. Okay, if you haven't done it yet, I'm asking you to help us out and go to Facebook and like Ty Maynard Group. Look up Ty Maynard Group and like us, all right? Take a look at our website, tymaynardgroup.com. Visit the online store. You definitely want to have a copy of Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. That's the book that the name of this show is after. Okay, it's an awesome reference book where we cover tremendous amounts of information. If you like what you're getting in the show, you want to have a copy of that book on your shelf. All right. If you're interested in me working with you on a coaching, individual coaching basis, give me a call. You can reach me at 888-605-1040. All right. That, again, that's 888-605-1040. One zero four zero, and our goal is to help you. If you're looking to have training for your entire sales team, we run the gamut on every aspect of the sales process. Our goal is to help make a difference so you make more dollars. So thanks again for listening. Stay tuned next week, and in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. I'm getting ready to go meet my grandson. His name is Joshua. All right. Y'all have a good day. Take care. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something.